0: What does being a top-rated chef at one of the finest restaurants in the neighborhood and being incarcerated for most of your adult life and having drug and alcohol problems have to do with each other? You're about to find out. Meet Chef Todd Whitman next.
1: This is A Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian
0: Leflock. And let's get cooking. And I say let's get cooking at the beginning of every show, but this one is about food. And it's about even more than food. And that's what I found out. So bear with me, folks. Let me set this up. I went to a restaurant called Serenity Restaurant. I had no idea what I was in for. Serenity Restaurant is in Medina, and it promised good food. And I stopped in. And I had the very best meal I've ever had. It was fine quality. It was expertly prepared. The chef came up to me at the table and asked me how I liked it and talked about the, uh, the things that went into the meal. And I was flabbergasted. One of the best meals I've ever had. That's not what the show is about. I'm thrilled today to introduce to you the chef of Serenity Restaurant who has a ton of grit. And his name is Chef Todd Whitman. Chef, welcome to A Dash of
1: Grit. Thank you. Good to be here.
0: I'm really glad you're here, too. And we're going to talk about why you're here in a ju- just a second. I also wanted to introduce to you uh, John Liebler. John Liebler is the executive director for Medina Recovery Services, the Culinary Institute in Medina, and Serenity Restaurant. These two go together. John, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it.
0: So before people are wondering right now, what, what is this all about? Where, where, what are these two people doing on the show? Here's what the story is about. Serenity Restaurant does great food, but there's a story behind it. The folks at Serenity Restaurant are have gone through the Culinary Instru- Institute and a part of recovery services of Medina. In other words, they've gone through more grit than most of us will ever see. They've been addicted, they've been challenged for drugs or alcohol or incarcerated in some way. There is a real problem uh, that they've overcome and real opportunity to show grit. And you're going to hear from Todd Whitman about that. And that is the story I can't wait to share. First, John, tell me what success looks like. I want to hear about the great things that are happening at Serenity Restaurant so that we can then talk about the grit that Todd brings to the menu. Okay? What's good, my friend?
2: Happy to do that, Brian. You know, this thing, the story that you told about your inspiration when you walked in here about, that's why I joined this organization about three months ago, because I came in and was blown away by the team, by Todd, by Bradford's Not Here, and um, they inspired me. What's going well is how this team has come together to not only serve the finest meal you're going to have in Medina, not only to work together, but then to help support the community. So um, the restaurant is an amazing place, but we're also teaching students and graduating students that can then leave here and go on to other careers in the restaurant industry. Uh, As you probably well know, right now, the restaurant industry is desperate for people. And when you leave us, you are prepared to work in any restaurant anywhere in the state. Uh, Beyond that, we have a recovery center next door that is also doing amazing things.
0: And tell me about that.
2: So we offer services for both the students, the employees, and the community. And these services are around vocational training, around meetings to help uh, maintain their sobriety, around uh, job training, uh, resume building, and then we also partner with other groups that offer financial services. Uh, We help them find housing. So pretty much if you are in a place in your recovery where you need a little assistance to take that next step forward, we're here to help you find the right resources to do that.
0: And so, John, help me with one thing. This will set up when we talk to Todd in a second. Why the ultimate fine dining? Very best meats, very best seafood. I mean, $30, $40, $50 a plate type meals that are well worth it. I mean, this is the place to go. Why pair that with recovery? Why not step it down a little bit? What's the the end game there?
2: Well, I'm going to... Chef Todd can articulate that far better than me, but I'm going to just say this. Last week, the team broke down an octopus and served it, right? Yeah. If you can do that, you can pretty much do anything in the restaurant business, right? If you can serve here to the expectations of our customers the, in fine dining, you can work at any restaurant anywhere you want to go. So you teach them here mm-hmm. and they can work anywhere else. But I think you probably have a perspective as well.
0: Yeah. Chef, what what do you think about that? Is that? that...
1: I think setting the bar higher and that's why I love uh, fine dining. And that's why I got into this uh, business uh, when I got into it professionally, you know, just setting the bar so high and and to be learning to break down chickens and whole salmon and and octopus and learning the French cuisine, the, the sauces. Once I learned sauces and braising, Uh, From the French cuisine, it just took me to a whole nother level in my career. I've been under two great chefs, Chef Andrew Gorski and Chef Gilbert Brouat from France. Um, And I just take what I learned from them, blew the door open, and I teach the students and staff um, all the du jour's I'm doing, all our sauces, everything we do on on our menu, they learn how to make. And that and that enables them to when they leave us and they will leave us mm-hmm. um, that they can show their skill set and they can walk into most places with no problem and understand the techniques how to read a recipe um and how to make things you know and so it's really important once you learn you have that skill set uh the knife skills know how to read a recipe and and make sauces and brazen yeah. i mean you could go anywhere i mean any chef would hire you you know and, and i Work real hard on teaching them that because when they do go in somewhere, they're going to know that they were under a good chef, you know?
2: And Brian, he'll tell you that he doesn't do the cooking anymore. (laughs) Okay. Really? Yeah.
1: Very rarely do I have to cook anything anymore. I, I train my staff and students to perform all the cooking. I just make sure they execute correctly. I mean, that's what this was made for. It wasn't just for me to be in here. Uh, cooking all the food, and and guests are just astonished when they're like, "Oh, chef, we loved it. Thank you so much." And I was like, "I didn't cook it. I, I didn't cook a thing." And I go into, you know, who did, and they're just blown aback. It's a really good, uh, you know, pat on the back for the students and staff that are here working hard.
0: And so you've overcome these challenges to get to this point. I have a quick question before we go into your story. Isn't that? And this is me pushing back. Isn't that asking too much of people who are coming through recovery and addiction and incarceration and to ask them to separate an octopus, aren't we asking too much?
1: Absolutely not. Um, you know, once they come in here, you know, I, I empathize with the students a, a lot. Um, and, and once I show them, I will continuously to show them how to break down an octopus. It's not just one and done the whole salmon and meat and whole chickens, uh, they get very comfortable, you know, and, and I've been in their shoes so they can relate to me and they know, you know, that I've been there. And so they look at me like, you know, there's no big eyes and little weeds, And so they feel more comfortable with me and they want to learn more and do more. So, which is pretty cool.
0: I am so impressed by the attitude that we, we, we can all like, God doesn't make junk, right? We can all do what we are asked to do. We just have to believe in ourselves. But before that, someone has to believe in us. Isn't that right? And so, and that's kind of what you guys are doing for these folks that really just need a second chance. You're asking them to step up and deliver, aren't you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would love, and we don't have time today for, for us to call the people out of the kitchen, introduce you to them. Introduce you to Ree, who graduate, one of our recent graduates is now our leech one of our uh, line cooks who just glows when we tell her, you know, how good the food is. And she's doing it all by herself. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. It's credit to you, quite frankly. And, and the front of the house Bradford the well is not here to do exactly what you're saying, Brian, building confidence. And what they'll, what the team will tell you is this is the one place they can go to their lives where they can absolutely be themselves. They can tell wow. their story. No one's judging them uh, and people embrace them. Right.
0: Yeah. Chef, let's talk about that. Tell your story with me, if you don't mind. I'd like to hear, uh, you know, when things were hard, you're doing amazing things right now and you're impacting lives. And I, I, I thank you for that. But things weren't always that way. Can you share with me kind of what you went through to get to where you are now?
1: Yeah. Uh, real quick, I grew up on the west side of Cleveland, 44th Clark store area. I'm the youngest of 11 kids. My father and mother were alcoholics. My mother passed away when I was seven. My uh, father died of alcoholism three of my brothers have overdosed and passed away. Uh, And so growing up, I lived in this fantasy world. Like I was going to, you know, I was drinking and drugging and selling drugs. And um, that just continued trouble, violence. Uh, I've spent like six years incarcerated from a juvenile to an adult. And uh, I always knew my problem. And uh, six, over six years ago, I addressed that problem. I knew that alcohol and drugs was a deep rooted issue. And if I didn't do anything about it, I was going to rather be in prison for the rest of my life or die. And so uh, I went to my parole officer and uh, let her know that, you know, I had an issue with alcohol and drugs and you can keep putting me away in institutions. I always adapt really good and really quick, get in the kitchens and eat because I love to eat. Um, And so they gave me the opportunity. Uh, I went to catch treatment center on the east side of Cleveland, Uh, went there successfully for five and a half months, Uh, changed everything from the inside out, all my people, places, and things. I knew they had to go away. Um, And from when I got out of treatment, you know, and when I was in treatment, I had a plan. I went to Edwin's Culinary School, Second Chance Culinary School for convicted felons on Shaker Square, took it very seriously. People would see me in there and be like, why are you so happy and so enthused? Because I knew that I could do anything I wanted to do if I put my mind to it, put my recovery in my career. And I did. And from graduating from there, I worked at Parker's and upscale uh, new American fusion restaurant, downtown Cleveland on East ninth uh, for two and a half years under a great chef named Andrew Gorski. Um, Brandon Kerstowski gave me a call. Uh, he was with us for the first year as a financial consultant. I went through his program. He knew the chef that I was under downtown. He knew how serious I was. Uh, asked me if I'd be interested in being a sous chef under a French chef named Guillemot from France, talked it over with my wife uh, and I accepted it. And it was, uh, you know, outside of, you know, getting clean, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made because I I didn't want to stay stagnant. When things get boring, I move on. And so I wanted to learn how to be a chef. I wanted to learn how to run a restaurant and I'm in recovery. Uh, So it really, uh, it really hit home with me and I knew I could help, uh, the good men and women here, and just be a power of influence, and just letting them know, hey, if you made some bad decisions, don't let that define who you are. You know, you don't have to live like that anymore. And if you put yourself around good people, and you work hard, and you pay attention uh, to the skill set, you know, uh, you can go anywhere and do anything. Even if this is not what they want to do, whatever it is, yeah. you know, just building building up self confidence and motivation you know, and just letting them know and having the resources, that's huge. You know, anytime there's, there's all the things, the sorts of things that happen here. And we take the time to talk to our students and staff and help them through those problems, you know, and and that's super huge. So just facing adversity and being resilient, you know, has been, uh, it has been wonderful. I'm super blessed and grateful.
0: And, and, and God bless for you. and, And I'm really glad that you were able to do that. I'm interested in taking you back one second. you, it can't have been as easy as you made it seem to have been incarcerated for six years and then just decide you were gonna switch it. I'm wondering what happened that finally convinced you to say, you know, man, I'm on the wrong path. I need to fix this. Was there a, was there a rock bottom? Was there some kind of an event that just said, look, I gotta do something different with my life because you hadn't before then. Well,
2: I, mean, I think you should make one. He's been incarcerated since you were 12.
0: Yeah, so, so, it's so it's even for longer.
2: Six years. You were incarcerated.
0: So it's even longer. So,
1: oh, uh, for, like for almost six years six I was years incarcerated. Years, right now, in and out. In and out from a juvenile to yeah, adult. Yeah. You know, I've been in many places doing yeah. a year here, six years, two yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so
0: something happened that that changed the, the, the course of your life. And it wasn't, you know, it all now. But I'm interested in what changed before you understood what that future could look like.
1: So I have many rock bottoms. Uh, yeah. I, Got sober a couple times. Uh, when I was in jail, I met my sponsor, Angel McAuliffe, uh, Before I went to prison, um, and I had a taste of sobriety for the first time in my life outside mm. of being uh, in institutions because there's alcohol and drugs in jails and prison. Um, I didn't want to be a bum for the rest of my life. Uh, when I went to prison, my wife went to the homeless shelter with the kids. I mean, I was a mountain to nothing. Uh, mm. I didn't. I did not like the way I felt the way I saw it. Um I was soulless and I knew that alcohol and drugs was was the core of my problem. Um Can and you tell
2: about that moment called your God moment where didn't have to do with you. Um
1: which time? <laughs> <laughs> so like,
2: didn't you tell me once that you were you were supposed to be arranged or something of that nature? And yeah that's when I was 21. When I
1: was uh when I was 21 uh, I got uh caught with a 25 automatic loaded with tips on West 25th street. Actually, I was, I was 17. Let me, let me take that back a little bit. Sorry. Um, and God's always been in my life. Uh, and I know this, I just never realized it, you know, and, and it's gone through the day appreciating his blessings and grace um, just plenty of times, uh, you know, uh, the driver didn't show up to court, Simone, a, a West side cop, big cop in the Cleveland area. Didn't show up to court and uh a social worker came and talked to me for the first time, you know, uh growing up. You know, I felt like somebody cared. And I actually had a real conversation with her. And so they let me come out to with move with my aunt out here in Medina when I was 17, uh until I was 18 to live with her. But I took me with me, so nothing really changed, you know. Uh I, you know, was into you know, doing drugs and selling drugs and just getting into chaos. So as soon as I hit 18, I moved right back to the West side of Cleveland yep. and it just, it just continued on. But, you know, I just came to a point where it was like, you know, I knew that the alcohol and drugs, they weren't getting me high anymore. There was no satisfaction. Um, I could see it in my kids' face uh, that they were, they were definitely um, ashamed of me. I was ashamed of myself. Um, and I knew if I didn't address this alcohol and drug issue and get serious, Uh, that I was going to die like that, you know, and I I didn't want to live the rest of my life like the way I felt, you know, I used to look out the window and be soulless and and wanted to die, because that's where alcohol and drugs takes us. It takes us out of our thinking, our emotions, and how we feel, and so I got real serious, you know, with my recovery, and uh, one day at a time, you know, just building blocks and having that, having that it factor, you know, I just knew, uh, For me, having a personal relationship with my higher power and, 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 and the we of the program, you know, I go to meetings. I even work harder than I do uh, today than I did six years ago when I first got clean, because I don't want to forget how hard it was when I was broke, busted and disgusted and how I felt. And, you know, and that's why I do a lot of selfless things um, and I stay uh, in service and doing things, helping others, because that's just where I'm at. And that's how I keep it. I got to give it away to keep it. So. Yeah.
0: And, and now you're the executive chef at, at one of the finest restaurants that I've ever seen in, in serenity restaurant. And so you've accomplished things and there's no turning back for you. Although I know you're, you're very conscious to make sure that's not the case. Uh, that is the case, John, is that story similar to what others, because not everyone that's in recovery is going to become the executive chef at Serenity restaurant. Like is, is there, is, 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 is Todd different than others or is it a, a chance that he was afforded? What's what, what holds people back?
2: Yeah, that is, I think that's the brilliant question. Um, I mean, there's no doubt that Todd's cut from a very special cloth, right? And, and he inspires me, right? He drives me, he pushes me. And that's um, and so he, he sees the world in a way that I think if others did, they could also be very successful in, in overcoming the recovery. Uh, But he's also a work in progress. And so I guess the shorter answer is is everyone here has the same potential as Todd. They're just at varying paths or um, steps along their journey. And our goal is to help inspire them so they inspire themselves and inspire each other. I was gonna he walked by me a second ago, and if he comes by, I may grab again, but Rick has been here longer than anybody. He started with the program back what four years ago.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: and he's our he's our um, lead server, and you know, his story is different but similar, right? He can and and he's made quite a bit of himself. Um, oh, there he is right there. He'll walk by and smile. So <laughs> Everyone is special. We have a there's this, there's a in my office, I have a, a sign on the back wall that says everyone's a genius, but if you ask a fish to climb a tree, they'll think themselves stupid the rest of their life. Yeah. It's an old Einsteinian quote. I just think it's a question of finding what your particular genius is. And when you can do that, then everyone can be an inspiration. Um, this happens to be his genius and he's found he's found the right place to be right uh, now he inspires others
0: inspires others and and can the yeah. recovery services board and the culinary institute help others who aren't interested in being a chef or aren't interested in being in the restaurant yeah. industry i mean yeah. what what's what are the other paths that you help people through and and what's the hardest part about getting pe- people through that program onto something yeah something
2: so that's great? that's two different to answer two different questions there yeah. one um, yes we're teaching the skills of working in a restaurant, but we're doing so much more than that. There's a discipline to working in a restaurant. There is an expectation to get to work on time. There's learning culinary math. There's how to dress, there's how to speak, mm. right? We have people come in the program who don't look you in the eye. And by the time they're done, they're taking orders. Uh, uh, there's something uh, that I've learned that you have to, well, I haven't learned it, but you have to do that calling running expo if you, you know, I won't explain it, but you have to try to manage multiple tasks going on. All of these are skills that are transferable to so many industries. We are teaching people how to be good employees beyond the culinary skills, yep. right? Now, the future is we can teach other skills. We'd love to start a farm to uh, table program. We'd like to start teaching some other types of core computer skills. That is part of our future. Um, the second question, the biggest obstacle we have is housing and transportation. Yep. Uh, it's just difficult to get here, right? And so this this, Last two weeks alone, uh, we've had six or seven people come in here want to join the program, but they're either in a sobriety house in Wadsworth or in Lodi, and they don't have transportation here. Uh, so those are the obstacles we're looking to try to overcome and work with the community. Uh, try to provide some transportation so we can get people here.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and, uh, and yeah. what will happen? What will happen to those folks that can't take advantage? Because I, I, I feel like I'm. I feel like this is the exception to the rule. And, and i'm wondering if that's the case like what will happen if we can't get them here or can't they get them transportation do they get forgotten how do we help everyone
2: well let, let's be honest we are one program of many okay right? and the recovery community is um works very hard to work together and to work with everyone in their particular path and where they are right so whether it's uh, hope recovery whether it's uh, uh, cats, whether it's um, Ohio Guidestone, the Atom board, we're all serving, you know, Francis House over in, in Wadsworth. Each one serves a purpose, and we work together as best we can to make sure everyone's taken care of. Yeah. Um, I have my my program director, Trish. We had someone come in, and, and the person was from Akron. She's connected to somebody in Akron. She makes a phone call. Like it's, it's definitely, you know, it, it takes uh, a village to, uh, to save a child or, or, right. It it takes a village to help everybody in recovery. Uh, The other thing I'll also tell you, Brian, is I have not met anyone who is immune to having someone in recovery. Everybody I know either Mm. is in recovery or has a family member in recovery. And we like to sometimes pretend that it doesn't affect us. It does. The other thing that I will tell you, and I'm going to be a little bit on my soapbox here is I've also met people who, look at it as a weakness. Well, those people in recovery.
0: Yeah, that's stigma, right?
2: From a ch- like at age 12, right? Both as parents. I've got people here that were exposed to heroin when they were 11 and 12 years old. People that were addicted to opioids that were prescribed by a doctor when they were teenagers, yep. right? Recovery is not what people think it is. It affects everyone and we all need to work together, right? And about so- the community.
0: And and so that leads me to this question I've been dying to ask, Chef. I told you I might get a little deep here and, and, and push some buttons. Here, let's go. <laughs> if, if, if there's a, that stigma. So so I, why should I trust you? I'll just go ahead and say it. So you've been incarcerated. You've had your issues. Other folks at the restaurant have had their issues. There's heroin. You just mentioned, John, and there's drugs and there's violence. And are you going to make me a dinner or are you going to you know, why should I why should I trust you?
1: Um, you know, I've totally changed from from who I from who I used to be, and I think my actions. I don't think I know my actions and who I am today, and the good people I've put myself around and the good people that I help. I mean, they let me go back in the Mansfield prison and the walls in the camp before COVID happened. I shared at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. I've spoken at gratitude month at cat's treatment center in Cleveland two times. I'm one of their success story. They actually did a recording on me.
2: Okay.
1: Um, I'm a productive citizen of the community. I help people. I strive hard. Uh, I'm always pr- professional and respectable and I've worked really hard to get to where I'm at. Um, and to be honest, I don't really care if p- people trust me or not. my actions show up, mm. you know, um, mm. And I take care of business. And as long as I keep doing that on a daily basis, just being a good person, doing the right things and working hard, you know, and helping people, my day is pretty good, you know. Yeah. So I don't worry about the what ifs or if people don't. You know, I may, I make my own my own dreams come true. And I have and I work real hard. And it shows uh in the food, it shows in the menu, and it shows with the students and staff here. That's it. They trust That's me it. because I'm real. I don't sugar. I don't sugarcoat things with people. Sometimes that gets me in trouble, but that's okay. I stand on my own two feet today. Um, and I'm very proud of what I am. And, and and I'm very proud of the students and staff that come through here. Um, and they know that, you know, there's not one thing that I don't ask them that, that I don't already do. You know, um, I get my hands dirty. I do whatever it takes to be successful. That's my motto. Um, and I could go anywhere and do anything I want to do at the end of the day, as long as I'm clean and, I'm, and my intentions are right. So I don't fear the unknown.
2: And, and Brian, if I might say I've worked, yep. I've worked in a lot of places and you know, I come from the corporate world and I was a consultant for a while. I've never worked with the, pe- with the people that I trust more, yeah. right? Because they they are here for the sole purpose of making their lives better and more stable. That's it and, and yeah it's it's kind of an amazing group
0: I gotta tell yeah, you that's it and, and I, I think that's that's the thing that drives me and my interest in this is that the, see grit I think builds people i I think hard times build people, and i I've seen businesses and entrepreneurs and and business owners and community leaders, you know the, the ones that have the the silver spoon, man, you can they'll fold in a in a, in a breeze, right the the ones that have been through the wars those are the ones that, that I, that I want to climb on board with. And, and uh, Chef, you've been through the wars and I congratulate you for coming on the other side. Most importantly, and I'll let you tell this, I, don't, I won't tell it. What are you most proud of every day when you go home? Is it the meals? Is it the customer's success? Is it the people you're working with? What, what, what makes you swing your feet out of bed the next day and put them on the floor and say, man, I can't wait to do this again?
1: Uh, It's, it's really how I feel inside. It's true happiness. Uh, The things that I'm doing, uh, I'm happy. And and, and that means, that means everything to me. Um, And just helping people once, once, uh, you know, I just take it for instance, once a student comes in and and they're like, I know they've, I know they have gone through so much and they're at the beginning of their journey Um, and helping them on a day-to-day basis and letting them know, if you need to talk somebody, if you don't feel comfortable talking with me, talk to John, talk to somebody, uh, Trisha, our recovery director, um, go to a meeting. I'm very resourceful. Um, and my children, I look into my children today. They don't have that disgust look in their face. They have that proud look. They know that home. My wife's in recovery, too. She's a social worker for Cuyahoga County uh, oh, wow. Children okay. and Family Services. And we've had our kids taken before, too, as well. So we've been there, too. Um, so we're both success stories. And just having a good structure home, safe. Um, I have a career. My wife has a career. And just helping people. We're both helping people. And that's my real core value. That's what I've learned. I've learned when I was in addiction, I used to take, 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 and never get ahead, head, head. Now I give, 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 and I'm so blessed, blessed, blessed. And I, mm. it's it's just I don't understand I understand it today, but I didn't understand it then. But the more is being revealed to me, um, just being grateful and humble. You know, I, I don't, you know, there's, I don't think I'm bigger than anybody else. I treat everybody the same. And I let everybody know that that's here, you know, um, and that, and that means a lot to people.
2: This is Rick, by the way, he's a guy who's with us from the beginning. I just want to get some FaceTime and him. he takes care of a bunch Hi, of other things. and uh, he's another miracle himself. So Thank you. you. Yeah, uh, he's also a big Browns fan and he's very happy and he won his fantasy <laughs> league today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess this guy right
1: here. Yeah. Well done. Go well done. Browns. I got half the Browns are on my uh fantasy league. So
0: yeah.
1: Um, but just having that in factor. I, I've always had it. Um, and today I'm open. that I'm I'm able to open God's blessings because I'm not peeing on God's grace. Yeah, you know, and so just realizing that and I it just it's opened me up to so many opportunities. People want me around. I could go. I have people that never wanted me around. They would call the police on me. I have so many people today that are like, please come over. You know, yes. my life is just so busy with being the executive chef, being who I am. I have so many people invite me uh to I'm, I'm speaking at gratitude night again at Katz. Um, I have people at treatment centers and, and meetings. I've ran meetings. I mean, just the just helping people. And it's just so wonderful. Like I, I could, you know, I could do anything I want to do and I can help as much as I can. And that, that gives me that fulfillment, just helping other people. And it just, it just takes, it has taken me to a place that I've never been in life and it just gives me true happiness. And so I'm just so grateful. And that's what, that's what drives me every day. You know, I never, like I said earlier, I never forget how hard it was, to uh, get clean. i never forget how hard it was when I first got clean. It takes a lot of hard work, like just putting the drink or the drug down. Oh, there's so much work to do, attitude, behavior, my spirituality, you know, my my belief system. It has totally changed from when I first got clean. Um, And it just enhanced so many things in my life. And it just shows my wife, my children, my career The people that I'm around, I just have this glow and I hope I rub it off on other people. And it has, you know, and there's been been a lot of good people that has helped me. So I want to get that out there. Thank you to everybody that my sponsor, Andrew McAuliffe, used to go pick me up in treatment. I relapsed a couple of times before. He never gave up on me. There's been so many people in my life that has never given up on me. And I want to thank them. And there's been people that I didn't know, never met in my life, reaching out to me and helping me. You know, and that means a lot to me. And so I want to get that out there to
0: other people. And, and, and Chef, I want to thank you for, for one thing. I, I, this show and the fact that you served me one of the finest meals I've ever had opened my eyes to something that I didn't know was an issue. See, and, and, and by sharing your story, I'm hoping that others... Will come forth or that people who know others or perhaps donations or, or being a part of, of what you're trying to accomplish here, John. But just the fact that you're doing what you're doing and serving people to the highest of excellence with, the, with your story and background shows me that there is more to what the human being can do than most of us even give a little bit of credit to. And so thank you for, for sharing that story. Thank you for serving me an amazing meal and opening my eyes to some of the things that I didn't understand in the first place. John, before we go, if people are probably, I hope, I hope moved by this. They either want to eat a great meal or they want to help support you. How, how would they reach out to you uh, to, to learn more about Recovery Services of Medina and Serenity Restaurant?
2: Yeah, Brian, that's great. I would just go on to Medina Recovery, uh, Recovery Center of Medina County, uh, you can just Google it. We'll pop right up. There's uh, our website there, but there's also a link to the restaurant. Um, and uh, whether you want to make a donation or have a fine meal, you can go through there and, and, and figure out where you want to go. I will tell you, and I, I get him going. You'll be out for the 20 minutes. October is going to be an amazing month for us. So uh, we're bringing Wagyu.
1: A5 uh, Snow Age Wagyu from Japan. <laughs> kaluga Beluga, Caviar, Hybrid, classical Rabbit,
2: cocoa Vin, uh A. I i mean there's just so much we have, we going have a on. Uh, we have a, a vegan uh knife so there's a lot going on here for october so come on over have a great meal and we'll talk about other funding we need later okay
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> hey, real quick um yeah, real yeah. quick restaurant week uh, october 5th to 16th plan bake next month and just one thing i wanted to say real quick before we get out here hey food is fun i have worked i have found through food passion yes uh, it never gets boring to me it's inspiring um, and when I see guests come and they are just wild how good it is, like that that is a really good payoff of all the hard work that I've put into the day and for our staff too. So And this guy's great. I love John. Yeah.
0: One of the reasons I do this show. In fact, the reason I started this show is that I think business leaders, entrepreneurs who are struggling kind of in the corner in a fetal position, can't pay their people trying to figure it out. They think they're the only ones. And I think this show allows others to see that everyone struggles. Everyone has hardships. Everyone has to show grit to get to where they need to go. You have uh, given us a story of, of extreme grit, Todd. And I, I really appreciate your vulnerability and you're willing to share and, uh, and, and keep on doing what you're doing. It's about so much more than the steak. But man, that steak is good.
2: It is. Certified Angus beef. I know. You can never go wrong. And hey, Ryan, I know you're going to wrap up, but yep. you just said something that I want to repeat. No one is immune to that's having right. things happen in their lives. Everyone, whether it's drugs, alcohol, death of a family member, lawsuit, everyone has something. How you learn to overcome those obstacles, those are the separators.
0: That's the right? difference. And,
2: and, the and difference. I think that's why your your program is so important is, is you just need to learn to overcome and move forward, right?
0: Yep. That's what we call GRID. And I thank you both yeah. for sharing. So, folks, I can't tell you enough. You might be sitting there going, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm sure they're talking a good game. Go take a chance on the good game because Todd and his team will serve you one of the finest meals you've ever had. And you'll be making a difference in other people's life and helping them show grit in their own. So go do it. That's uh, Chef Todd Whitman. Thank you for being on the show. John Liebler from Medina Recovery Services, both of you with Serenity Restaurant. I appreciate your story of grit and I thank you for being on A Dash of Grit. Thank you. We're going to do this every week, folks. There's lots of grit and lots of stories to share. So uh, remember, the key ingredient to success is a dash of grit. We'll see you next time.
1: This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things.